and we're away. The final of the 100 metres, here we go. Tell you what, she's given it a decent old nudge there. Yes! It's over 60. That's what she was looking for. The pack is chasing. The pack is trying to hunt him down. So aggressive in her crossover steps as she whips that through. Opened up a 15-metre gap on the Olympic bronze medalist. Can he hold it together? Here he goes, putting his foot down. She's on the toe. She goes. Well, kia ora, everyone. Welcome along to the Zoom Zoom show. It's great to have your company. My name is Hayden Sherman. I'm joined by our co-host, Alicia Loverich. How Hello. are you, Alicia? And, and welcome to the show. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? How's home for you? I'm, I'm very good. Yes. And this is this is kind of uh, take two for us. We did a, what, what should we call it? Just a practice episode. Yeah. Realised that we needed to upgrade, to upgrade our microphone game. But so hopefully we're sounding all good. And this is really a, a um, it's a little dip in the toes for us. Um, so for those who are tuning into this first episode, we are embarking on a journey where we'll do seven episodes leading up to what will be an amazing northern hemisphere summer so we've got the world champs in oregon in eugene oregon then straight after that we roll on into the com games plus there's a whole another bunch of other things like the junior champs world under 20s uh i think there's we've got world unis coming up plus oh, all yeah. the domestic stuff with with world cross country uh new zealand cross country and mm, there's so Oceanas, much to keep track of diamond legs and uh, all that stuff far out yeah there's, yeah, so there's a lot going on, and so we're just at the back end of a domestic track and field season, and we were both buzzing after the, the track and field season we've had, and so we had a quick chat when we are at Nationals, and we are like, why don't we start a podcast so we can actually talk about this stuff and, and just geek out for a bit every fortnight. Um, and so that's that prompted the, the Zoom Zoom show, so here we are. Yeah, like, I mean, everyone brought it out of the bag this year. We've got our two majors, so it's a good time to peak. We had Nationals at such a killer venue, and everyone was just, it was, oh, Nationals was insane, wasn't it? Like, we had qualifiers after records, after more qualifiers. Like, it was just, like, everyone just bought the A game, and a lot of athletes carried on that um, that form and went over to Aussie, which was cool. Totally, yeah. Saw some domination from the Kiwis. I know. It's just it's just lighting up, and when you look at how the Kiwis have been going in Aussie, I look at the results, and I'm like, this, like the quality's the same, the the depth is a little bit yeah. different. Like there's, you know, I, I looked at, um, I think it was the 800 meter times um, from the men, and you know, there's lots of guys around that sort of 146, 147 mm. um, time, but like the quality's the same on both sides of the the Tasman yeah. and we're going to get into the results from the Aussie champs soon um but taking out the 100 the 200 400 and <laughs> 4 by 1 i mean what the heck what is uh, going on with female sprinting right now in new female zealand female sprinting is on fire isn't it like it's, that's a kind of that's the most hilarious like slap in the face to australia <laughs> as well i did i did see a post from a really awesome page called kiwis can't fly and one yeah. of the aussie commentators literally commented yeah maybe we should have shut that border <laughs> yeah get the borders <laughs> closed for a little bit longer i think that would have been oh. smart <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, honestly, I mean, I, they probably love it as well. Like, there's more competition as well, and then you know, it's extra racing time for our our athletes as well, trying to yes. chase, you know, qualifiers and all that. So, yeah, but it's, I mean, that was cool. pretty epic. I want to see, um, I want to see the Australian four by one team versus our team. How cool would yeah. a meet be where we have like a relay? type meet where it's like four by one four by four yeah. maybe four by mile um or oh, yeah. a dmr distance medley yeah. relay um so mm. like three relays and then you could potentially do individual events as well but like a trans tasman meet that would be so epic I, i've got so lots cool. of ideas for how new zealand can verse australia like for domestic um, yeah we used to than, do that back in the day right yeah, I feel I like know. years ago they had some sort of oh this is this is this is before I'm pretty sure I was a photographer like years ago they yeah. had some trans Tasman meat thing at Ytac I remember I don't know when oh, it was maybe yeah uh, like rings, years ago rings a bell so yes I don't know if the first episode of the show is the right time for me to bring up this big idea for yeah, that I've had. <laughs> so <laughs> let me let me share my idea for how New Zealand versus Australia could work and attract me. So there's obviously there's world athletics points tables, right? So every every event is ranked by points that are kind of compare equivalent performances. So what if you had top five female performances from each country, top five male performances on in one meet, they score to your team total. So you get 10, 10 scoring athletes across the meet. Mm. Highest team with the highest total score wins, wins the meet. So mm. how That's cool would that be? Because we've, we've probably got 10 genuinely world-class uh, athletes who could pull yep. something out big on the day. Australia, maybe 10 to 20, I don't know, um, a little bit more depth. But the, I think it would be pretty closely matched. Um, and so you'd have, yeah. you know, 60 to 100 athletes from each country competing in this meet. And then just your top 10, if you make that top 10, you um, walk home with a, a, a good um, paycheck, uh, but you also contribute yeah. to the, the team total. I don't know. It's just an idea. I want to. I want to throw it out to some. Yeah. Some of the do you remember Nitro? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. was actually like. I don't. I think. Well, I guess Nitro happened just before that whole world ranking thing came in. So you know, they had that. They had like meets like Elimination Mile, yeah. which is the most ruthless thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so um, brutal. So brutal and so good to watch. And they yeah. had a whole bunch of like interesting events, and it was such an awesome vibe. But I wondered if they stopped it. Obviously, I don't know, but because it's like that type of meet doesn't count in points so yes. they are oh, we'll put all our money into getting more permit mates i don't know but that because that happened what 2018 oh, bolt was still running so oh. yeah it must have been it must have been a while ago yeah yeah so that was fun though like, yeah it's cool to see like some that. innovation in the sport i think like i love mm. the olympics and i love the world champs but i do worry that our sport is distilled down to this one event every four yep. years. And yeah. when you look at like the NBA, the English Premier League, it's big sporting events every week. And you can sit down mm. um, 
and watch some good sport. Whereas we just don't have that. Like the meets in between the Olympics, sure they count towards points and all that, but they don't. Mm. There's not everything riding on it. You don't get all the best athletes all in the one place. And um, yeah, Diamond League kind of does that, but but that's it. Yeah, and it's sort of yeah. Watching the anyway, watching the distance events, I'm always like the. They go out at world record pace and fall apart. One guy hangs on and and wins in sort of this fast but kind of meaningless time because I don't know. It just gets it just gets boring because you're not seeing seeing good racing. It's just sort of time Battles. trialing. Whereas yeah. maybe in the, in the sprints and field events you do see a bit more competition, but yeah. Even like in a more innovation stuff, like you see a lot of street meets. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's really yeah. cool. You bring the athletics to the public. Um, you know, we, we've had shot put and pole vault in the street. Um, yeah. And then we've had, I think we've had a Queen Street Mile. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was run like a little while two ago. or three years. Yeah. Mm. And then yeah. you've got like overseas, they've got races, like track races, but actually in the street. So it's like a, like on the road. Like yeah. where people can see them. Like that's also really cool as well. As in people are like nice and up and close with, like the meet and you don't have to go buy a stadium ticket or anything. Like I think, you know, we've had a few pole vault meets just in the most inconvenient locations, <laughs> which is great because it's disruptive yeah. and then yeah, the road's yeah. closed and then why the hell is the road closed? And then there's a freaking person flying in the air under the sky <laughs> tower. Like that's, and people see it up close and that's really cool. And so I don't totally. know, maybe yeah. those involve a lot of time and resource. So, you know, but I think they're great. They're great for bringing the sport to the people and creating interest. So who knows? It is weird that we have a sport with 18 different events happening. And so we just cram them all into one stadium where you can't really see (laughs) anything properly. No. Uh, Yeah. You know, if it was the 10K, you would have people on the infield up to lane four, right up close and personal, so you can see it. It's almost reach mm. out and, t- and touch them. That's we. That's how you'd want to watch a ten k and make it really exciting. Oh um, yeah. And same with pole vault. Like I remember watching the Diamond League in Crystal Palace in in London, and yeah, it was you're right there. Um, and I remember watching the Aussie guy. Um, okay. Yeah. Is that ring a bell? Yeah, this this yeah. is way back in 2012. Um, yeah, and and he was sort of missing everything, getting frustrated, and I could hear everything he was saying. Like we were three rows back, and yeah, it's so it's so much better when you're right up close. Eh? Yeah, especially something yeah. like pole vault because there's like I know like with the street mates that happen in Auckland, there's something also just hearing the pole recoil. And the noise right. it makes, so you don't yeah, yeah. you don't hear that in a stadium. Yeah. You don't hear the noise it makes when it bounces it, and then people, and kind of getting that sense of how high people go. Like, and the thing is, a street meet, you could jump three meters or six meters, and it, yeah. all, it still looks like oh my gosh, like that human is flying. <laughs> like I know, I know. One year, um, Livy snapped her pole, and of course, like for people seeing that, they were just like. <gasps> Cause it's like a freaking bomb went off. Yeah. You know? And yeah. the pieces decide the splinters flying. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another time we were in Britomart. Like the God, Britomart was again another like questionable location, but hey. Like yeah. you know, it's like such that a random spot. Though. 
Uh, was oh that yeah, good. it looks yeah. so cool, and because they do it in um they do it overseas, like they have mall bolts, like they put it in the mall. Yeah, so that's cool. where you know, the idea is like it's done before many times. Um, yeah. but even just like when the poles come down, and then we had people catching them, so they didn't hit the crowd. Like it's like that's how close people oh, were, wow. and so yeah, um, which is really cool for people to see, and it's so engaging. And then yeah, and kind of gives a bit of perspective when you're actually standing there going, oh my gosh, like. What we need is a mall with like a second floor kind of mezzanine and mm. you've just got to vault up onto the second floor. That's the, that's the goal. Oh yeah. Done. Somewhere Actually, around about a... four and a half meters. <laughs> just I've... If you don't make it, you splatter against the wall. You're dead. No, <laughs> well, the, um, the, uh, the new mall in Newmarket actually, now, now you mentioned it, I'm like, hang on okay. a minute. Has that? Let's make this happen. <laughs> right. I don't know. No, I haven't been a. I'm going there soon, so yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, so episode anyway. one, we've started a new uh, tri series between New Zealand and Australia with this points competition. We're going to vault onto the roof of the New Market Mall, and uh, <laughs> this is good. This is a very productive podcast. So, for those who have, have just joined, tuned into the podcast for the first time, which of course is everyone, because this is our first episode. Um, what we what we're going to go through is a bit of the news, give you an update on what's happening, and then um, then give some some banter, and we'll, we'll get interviews on future shows, and and really dig into the weeds of the world of athletics and and yeah. run jump throw here in New Zealand. So why don't we dive into away from these tangents that we've been on into the latest <laughs> news? We had the Brisbane Track Classic at the weekend, which is the finale for the Aussie track and field season. Is that right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think and that's the last one. Silver meat as well, so people were aiming for that. Yeah. Fortunately, I think it rained, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Brisbane, um, Brisbane sorts it out, you know. But, uh, um, no, Melbourne might be windy and cold and then, uh, yeah. We, I think the problem is the Kiwis probably took the weather with them, <laughs> so. I think I think that was the issue. Um, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, we, we bought it home. Bought it over. <laughs> so results we Sorry. had. Uh, James Preston looked look really good in the eight hundred. He was right behind uh, first place Peter Boll for the whole for the whole race. And then Brad Mathis did a big surge uh, last two hundred meters to come up and take third. So cool that the Kiwis sort of cemented their places, yeah. you know, two and three in Oceania. Um, so that's really good. Chris, yeah. yeah, second best career performance as well. So he's yeah. on board. Yeah. So both those guys, 146. So Preston, 146.38, and Brad uh, just 0.12 of a second behind him. Then uh, Rosie Elliott uh, <laughs> continues her amazing season, uh, steps up for the win. Uh, in the 400, so 52.83, which I think is just outside of her best ever. Which oh, consistent is it, that, is it that her best? I should have double checked that. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm not sure, but consistent though. Well, I had a few on the 53. Like yeah, yeah. Let me um, while we go into cheeky Google. Yeah, I'll just jump in and see what she's see what she's done. Good old uh, A and Z rankings. I know. <laughs> it's so helpful, eh? I don't it's so good. Honestly, <laughs> like if I didn't have this website, my commentary my commentary would be <laughs> absolutely useless. I'd be oblivious. I'd just be like, ah, this guy. Because 
<laughs> Otherwise, you, you don't know what's going on. So, I yeah, she has done a... She's done so many different events this year. She's got a 170 <laughs> high jump this year. Uh, but 52.59 was her national title in Hastings. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, a little, little bit quicker. But, yeah, a few sub-53s this year for not being a 400-metre runner back in February. She's, uh, she's she turned her around. Yeah. <laughs> I know you, she probably hates this, but oh, what does it say? The event, you don't pick the event, the event picks you. Well, yeah. Do the short show there, babe. I think the one ladder is right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has near-death experiences every time she does it, but keeps oh, going back for more. Oh, I remember seeing an Instagram post by her like, oh, last week or something, and she's like, yeah, like Dear Diary, something in February, or oh, yeah. I think I like to run the 200 Nationals or something, and then April 1st. I vomited in a bin post 400 in Australia. Like, <laughs> like, or like I vomited in my mouth and had to hide it because I was in post event or something. Like, it was yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> this kind of shows I, you, I'm thinking like, did you even train, do 400 meter work in the winter? Or did you just do like a fat YOLO and like, oh, I'm going to run a lap, see what happens. <laughs> So I interviewed her um, probably about an hour after her 400 win at uh, Nationals and she had to basically, she had ice all over her, she was about to vomit, she was was in a a world of hurt and eventually I got her up for an interview and um, while the four by one was going on, so the the Canterbury girls took the win in the four by one. and she's like, oh, yeah, I did the 400, so I didn't have to do the four-by-one. <laughs> so, so That logic doesn't make sense. It really doesn't, but however. <laughs> oh, that's like the joke when, you know, uh, I've seen many meme pages have this, and it's like when your coach calls you out to do the four-by-four, four, you're like, <gasps> yeah. like when Zoe ran the four-by-four four at Nationals last year. <laughs> did you remember that? She yeah, ran the four by four. I do. Yeah. yeah. She actually ran real good. And we we're like, what the hell is that, Zoe? Yeah. <laughs> You've got to, you got to realize, just highlight, get the program, highlight when the four by four is, and then work out when the team captain's going to be running around trying to fill the spots and make sure and you've got a big bucket of KFC and you just like. Yeah. Or hide. Yeah. Or yeah. like, oh, or I'm Fake glasses and moustache on. <laughs> oh well this nationals is easy you just wear a mask and glasses and a hat no one knows who you are yeah i take my cameras off and i just walk around my glass and no one knows who i am you could you could put on a wellington um kit because wellington never enters teams so just put on right. your wellington jacket <laughs> oh uh, incognito i uh, like it sorry wellington that's my that's my old center but Anyway, so oh, <laughs> back to back to Brisbane. So Rosie took the win in the 400. Um, Sam Tanner has been dealing with a bit of COVID stuff. And he actually, when he won nationals, he tested positive either later that day or the, early the next day. Like it was within 24 hours. So he wasn't feeling great when he won nationals, um, which is amazing. And Just so he, he did test before nationals. Yeah. Like he yeah, did, just, guys. Like just, just he had a negative up, yeah. before nationals. Just putting that out there. Like yeah. <laughs> he did um, check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, then he's he's 
come back to fitness now, uh, got third place with a 341. I think he just got reeled in the last 50 metres or so uh, by mm. a couple of, uh, of the Aussies. Um, I don't know whether he's going to be have enough time to to get Worlds or Com Games. I, I think you've just written in our notes the standard is 336 for a B. Um, yeah. And A is 334.8. So yeah, I, three thirty-five for worlds. Has he already done it though, or no? I don't know. I, I was talking to his coach Craig Kirkwood um, at the weekend. Yeah. I should have asked him what what the story is. I, last time I talked to Craig, I got the picture that maybe this season might be too much to ask. But he, I think he was sort of saying, "We'll see how Aussie goes," and yeah, take it from there. But yeah, he'll need to head off overseas and get some get some times under his belt. Mm. Um, but I'm sure if he can string together six to eight weeks of, of good training, he he could improve on that. But, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Eddie continues to be amazing in the 100 metres. Uh, got second this time uh, just behind Jake Doran um, with a 10.30 into a negative 1.5 metres se- per second uh, headwind and Georgia Hull's got second in the 200 this this time, so a bit of payback from the Aussies for, for Georgia. So now, shall we shall we talk about the Aussie champs because that was just a couple of weeks ago, and we have to go back to that amazing sprint. Uh, what do we call it? The sprint royal treble. flush. Yeah, the treble yeah. plus the the four by one. So Zoe wins the hundred. Georgia wins the 200 and Isabel Neal wins the 400 and Rosie finished third in the 400. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, just insane. And all those girls, 100, uh, you know, Zoe, Georgia, Izzy, they're all coached by the same person, James Mortimer. Amazing. Secret sauce, mate. What is going to be like the, the KFC formula <laughs> where only like the four people in the world know what it is. And they all fly at separate times, you know, like he's like, he's got it down packed. Yeah. And yeah. I tell you what though, with team more, they, like I know them all personally, they're my friends and um, yeah. see them at a track. They have such a good culture about them. Like they are cool. just like, it's just such an awesome vibe. They are the loveliest people are super friendly, you know, um, to like, everyone as well. But it's like, yeah, what they've got going on for them is so good. I mean, it's one of those things. If you enjoy going to training and you're having fun, you're going to have those, like, happy hormones and, you know, you're going to train better, run faster, you know, feel good, run good. Totally. And what they've, what they've built in that squad is actually so awesome. So good on them. What Hats off to of, James. Yeah, what sort of vibe uh, does James create? Is he the, you know, there's there's some coaches who are the kind of friendly, encouraging coach and then there's the others who you won't hear a positive word until you've broken a national record and then oh yeah, good I on you but know. I think you gave up a little bit there at the start <laughs> <laughs> what, what what sort of vibe is he we, we, have, we have to get him I on haven't the seen and, I, I yeah. don't see yeah we'd have to get him on because I don't yeah. I don't all one of his athletes so they can tell you because I haven't like I don't really see like the actual session yeah it's more just like seeing them at the track hanging out and then you always sit with them and hang out. And it's just like, the, I think that the whole, the squad itself, like the people in the squad are all lovely. Yeah. That's my chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so like everyone in the, the squad is, comes from the back yeah. of the room. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just like swinging on my chair and I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> no one can see that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, like the, I think just the people in the squad are so nice. And cool. then you've got your heads of the squad, you know, you got your, you know, your Zoe's, your Porsches, the, um, yeah, the, they're lovely. So if you've got your top, you know, who are awesome and you know, welcoming and everything, then everyone else is going to follow. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's it. Cause while a lot of time, if you've got like your top people, you know, the ones who wear the black singlet, you go to worlds, comms, you know, and stuff. If that, setting the example i think mm. everything else follows but like they were great characters in there too so i think yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an awesome little group i've got going on so hats off to team morty cool. yeah. Good absolutely on yeah team, i think we're, we're going to go into a discussion towards the end of the show around the athlete of the summer but team of the summer squad of the summer definitely oh. going to team morty Shit, yes. there's there's no there's no, no question um, no question you know yeah yeah Unless um, we talk about um, the the Terry Lomax high jumping stables, um, oh, with, that's that's starting to get up there. Oh, with with Keeley, yeah, with a little nod towards the Com Games potentially. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. bronze in the mix, you yeah, know, old yeah. Hamish. Babes, hmm. babes could be babes, another babes. one for squad of the squad of the year. Uh, no, I think we've got to give it to to Team Morty with with those results. Like, no other squad went to Australia and took out <laughs> all the <laughs> all the titles on offer. So there we go. Oh, it's just um, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So they did, Zoe did the one, George did the two, Izzy did the four, and then we had the girls in the four by four by one that didn't just win the four by one hundred. They broke the New Zealand record by a lot. So point well, point one five. That's a lot in, in a that's one a lap yeah. in a one lap race. Um, so so forty four point zero five. Break that down. It's averaging eleven flat, eleven oh one per per split. So how cool is that? Oh, it's so good, and, and they kind of like smash the girls, like they smash the field. So that's why I'm like, I really want to see them get pushed. Now we did a good little chat. We last time we did this episode, our little practice run, where you explained to me how you, you can play with the order, play with yep. the sort of length of each leg, and maybe they could eke out a few, a, a few tenths, uh, a few hundredths of a second out of that time. So the order that we've got. Uh, for this one was Livy Wilson, Rosie Elliott, Georgia Hulls, and then Zoe Hobbs doing the anchor leg. Now that's the exact same team that got the uh, national record back in 2019 uh, in Aussie as well, um, but it was a different order. So it started off with um, Livy, and then Zoe did that back straight, um, and then Georgia did the last bend, and Rosie brought it home in that occasion. So we'll put Zoe on the the anchor. That's the the switch. What do you reckon we can we can how can we tweak this this relay? Can we eke some more seconds or well, more? milliseconds milliseconds yeah yeah the thing of really is there's so much there's so much you can play with because you've got like you've got changes that have to be buttery that's your key you know i I didn't trying to remember like were they all good changes because if you have perfect buttery changes that's going to eat so much time well yeah that's right yeah yeah take away time yeah there we go um smooth buttery changes but then also you can yeah you can play with the the length of the leg by depending on where you change in the changeover zone. Yeah. And so, and then like Livy starts because Livy's so explosive about the blocks, yeah. you know? Makes and then sense. I think She's they had, 
they've always got so they've got Zoe did the uh, in 2019 she was on the back straight and then Rosie on this time that's because you can make the back straight your longest leg you can also make the third bend the longest leg because you can add minus to each end yeah yeah so makes sense who knows like you put the person with the 400 stamina the the newly equated 400 <laughs> stamina um on the back straight gives a massive leg and then of course you got Georgia as a 200 meter like specialist and so yeah. she can run better real well yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And then you can give Zoe just a little bit more if you want. Yeah. And then like change, change slightly early. You know, you can play with this so much. You can, um, there's so much you can play with in the relay. And yeah. then like you were saying before, like there's last week there, um, you know, there's some countries that really focus on relays because it yeah. is, it is an art to it and you just, it's just practice and practice. And then of course it's like running relays under pressure. We have all seen batons dropped at the Olympics. Like that is just totally. a, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I reckon, you know, this could be something special with these girls. Yeah. And yeah, it's funny with the the baton changes, eh? And like the American relay teams are, are kind of like the English football team. <laughs> just, yes. <laughs> just choke choking on the big stage. Oh. Um go into it as the favorites and then yeah something something happens but yeah if you can train together and look it makes sense where you where you've got these girls know each other really well train together all the time if you can build it in a good relays team and let's get this trans tasman relay meet going because that'll be so much so much fun oh how both countries you know yeah. like constantly yeah. racing each, racing each other you know being on the pressure working on those changes working on those little things in a in a race setting, I think that's key because you're time trialing on your own is one thing or racing a bunch of high school boys, which I think the girls had did once. Yes. Like, yeah. I think they went to national schools one year to race, which is yeah, actually an yeah. awesome idea, I think. Yeah. Um, cool. But, you know, there's all that and it's just so different when you're in a proper situation. And the other thing is, is being in a noisy stadium is a completely different ball game yeah, as well. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. you know, is when yeah, you, you, you don't watch the person. When you're coming up. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, how do you, how do you even do it? Like, I've been in those stadiums. Like I work in them and it is like at London um, for world champs 2017, I lost my voice because I couldn't speak to the guy next to me. <laughs> yeah. The first day I lost my voice. Far out. So loud. Yeah. Oh, and it was jam-packed to the rafters because Mo yeah. Farah was racing the yes. 10K. Yeah. That was night one. So that was my debut. <laughs> and lost my voice. And I and I had this? I had the most insane debut. I actually went infield for that debut photographing Eliza in the um in the pole vault qualifier. So it's like that's one hell of a debut. Yeah. Um, not sitting on the edge or anything like that. But yeah, it was so, so loud. I lost my voice. Because <laughs> we're Holy, holy yeah. shit. And so I can imagine like, you know, doing a relay in a stadium like that where everyone's yelling. Like a yeah, relay you can't, is you can't just... rely on sound. You you need you need visuals or, or you need to be so in sync with each other. It's, yeah, because you yeah. don't look when you make the change. Like, okay, you see them when you hit the mark. But when yeah. you actually make the change, you're not looking. Yeah, because so... they're averaging 11 seconds flat per 100. So you're at full speed. Mm. Like imagine trying to catch something. When you're running mm-hmm. at full speed, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's with all that's this noise technical. going on around you. You got yeah. people next to you dropping the yeah. baton. You got people running like quite close to the edge of the line. Like it's just like holy, like it's, it's wild, carnage. It's so good. 
I wish it wasn't over in 44 seconds. Like, I wish (laughs) just because it's such a good event. Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's a shame that it can't be drawn out a little bit anyway. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, could we have a four by four? Because we've got Izzy and Rosie. And then we we know Porsche can run sub 53. Yeah. So we've got three sub 53 runners right now who that puts them all in the top six, something like that. Um, mm. All time in New Zealand, and then Cameron Smart's not too far behind. Um, exactly. Yeah. But that record that was over in Glasgow, I don't, I don't think maybe Porsche was the only one who could run sub fifty three. Like yeah. out of the four girls, like, I, or like very low fifty three, or maybe Louise Jones ran a fifty. I'm not sure. Um, but I don't remember having a whole group who can run under fifty three. Yeah, we so would have really cool. we could very look at good 4x4 well. team. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now, 4x4. Four four. Yes. That's, a, that's yeah. a whole other carnage city because, obviously, you're not in lanes in um, League 2, 3, 4. Yeah. And so yeah, totally. it's just, yeah, watching watching 4x4 uh, four four in action is pretty awesome, actually, like at the yeah. big big events, especially it, it the changeover because cool, it can be pretty violent. Yeah. And seeing <laughs> passes with guys running like 43 seconds splits and yeah it's it's nuts so also aussie champs we had brad mathis pick up third place uh james preston didn't go i'm pretty sure he didn't go to the aussie champs but brad uh picked up third Portia unfortunately didn't have um the day that she was hoping for she finished in second and i think she was a bit a bit tired um Mm. after her i think she'd raced a week before that, she raced um, so much. Yeah. Like, and, so much. Like, the four hurdles ruined you. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 that's some great training for her, though. Practice for, like, multiple rounds. It's you know, m- like... Mentally, like, to be able mm. to pick yourself up from a four by... Four uh, hundred hurdles is, is pretty insane. It's... I don't know. I've never given birth, but I feel like the 400 hurdles is, is a significant fraction of the pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. You train for it. That's right. I, so, I train a Porsche a bit with that. I don't know. I don't know why. Did she just uh, want some company and like, oh, um, here's a sucker right here. I can yeah. <laughs> convince I, into this honestly, thing. Honestly, <laughs> it, was, it was fun because yeah. like, yes. so I used to run four flat back in the day. Yeah. Um, What's your PB was, for four flat? Uh, fifty-eight six. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good, good back at school, I didn't yeah. like. I moved up, tried to move up, got injured, etc. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I ran out at school. Um, so and I did thought, you do yeah, four run... hurdles? Did no, or did you just train? no. Um, I you saw the I never raced it. <laughs> I never raced it. I don't know what I was up to. Slight midlife crisis. This was this was okay. in the same time that I stopped <laughs> running flat races, distance races. Decided to become a pole vaulter. Okay. Huh? Um, and at the same time, I was like, oh, maybe I'll train with, you know, do a bit of four hurdles work. Um, and it is, it's so hard because you are so cooked and then you have to pick up your legs. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I remember there's, there was a time where I wasn't the greatest hurdler. I was just mongrel when it comes to training. Like I could just run, run, run until I died, um, which was all the time. But I mean, like I could push myself to that limit um, because I'm sadistic. And <laughs> well, actually all runners are, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I could just run and jump over the hurdles. It was fun. Um, and I remember Porsche yelling one time when I was doing 200 hurdles, like 200 hurdle reps. And she was like, run through the hurdle. Because I think I was over clearing it a little <laughs> you bit. You were literally jumping. 
Yeah, yeah. I was literally jumping <laughs> to try not kill myself, you know, not FaceTime. That was my goal was don't FaceTime. And she's like, run through the hurdle. And it was my last hurdle of my last rep. And I actually crashed through the hurdle because I couldn't lift my legs. I like face planted on the track and Portia's laughing because she's like, I didn't mean actually through the hurdle. Oh my, like, I have more, like I did the smallest stint of yeah. four hurdles training. Like it was not long at all. I think. I started oh, after the season and I went to world champs and I picked up an injury from pole vault, which means I couldn't land, oh, which was right. maybe a saving grace. So yeah. I could jump, get off the ground, but I couldn't land on the leg, which is a slight issue when okay. you're doing hurdles, pole vault, all good. you got a nice pillow. To yeah. Land yeah. Um, but that little stint, I've had more hurdle crashes than pole <laughs> crashes. Really? <laughs> from that tiny little stint. And I was like, I'll just clip them. They're left, right, and center. I, oh, my Jesus. So, like that. It was um, really fun, though. Like, hurdling is fun. But, yeah. Whew. You've, you've seen uh, that hurdles race of the guy from, I think it's Japan, where he starts, he clips a couple of hurdles and gets really frustrated. And then he starts just running through them, biffing the hurdles out the way. <laughs> I have <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> See that race is a mood. Uh like wow. Um yeah. and it's just it's just an event like it both hurdle races. Like it's so hard on your body and it's so so intricate as well. Um but like Porsche racing so many hurdles. Yeah. Like I don't know how she did it. Like, she's she's uh, looking <laughs> really technically really good now eh? like um mm. i think that's what i love about watching 400 hurdles like it's this beautiful athletic motion of mm. like being so economical but also powerful and um everything but now she's like that sort of back third the last third of her race is looking really clean like, i remember mm. last season you'd often see her sort of yep. chop a, a stride or something and have to jump yep. off uh, or hurdle off the other leg so yeah she's looking really good which is why she's of course broken the national record mm. this season so and much. just keeps Hurdles. clocking up uh b b qualifiers i think she, what was she just a slither outside of a, 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 a of an a can you imagine that? That's that's like that's not even clearing a hurdle properly. That is just like I don't know, like a little. That, yeah, it's wearing like, a thicker vest. Yeah, literally, literally. Yeah. Uh, that putting was a little kink it. in your bib so it just sticks out a bit more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put some padding in your crop top. Like, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> Someone, like, someone's done that before, right? <laughs> surely. Oh, surely, surely. But I mean, it's um, yeah, like that's oh, tantalizing close. You know, yeah. and then she's got so many B standards I've lost count. So that's great for her. Yeah. Um, she, but then of course that good. fifty what, fifty-five, four oh, four, uh, four, oh, four. Yeah. Um, that like she ran that solo as well. Yes. Like that's totally. the thing like I would like to see, you know, like she did have she did have a race, but like uh, when she's fresh like an actual race like how fast could she go because before i know when she ran her uh 55 8 something to qualify for um world champs in doha she had like that was like the first time i think she broke or she broke 56 when she went to australia before and it was like just outside the qualifier and then this time she broke it again and like it was because she was racing like there was someone she was racing with that kind totally. of pushed her through. And now she's right, she's running oh like apart from uh Aussie nationals, like she'd run um sub fifty six out of her ass. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. Like no matter how far here she is. And so that's amazing consistency. So I'm like, ooh, like, how quick could you go? 
Yeah. It's like you actually had, you know, someone right there, which is going, I hope, you know, like, I hope she goes to both Worlds and Con Games because that's going to be a time that she can do that. And we so, see, like, Sydney McLaughlin, so world, mm, world record holder, she was doing, like, 100 hurdles. Yeah. Um, maybe and she, did like, she do every it, second race, she, yeah. yeah, every second race she, like, changed leg. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard she? that from someone. Some, um, ah, and they should, like, wow. race to get her. Because if you so if you watch um, her and Dalila Muhammad, uh, like at, so in Doha, Dalila won. Yeah, and broke the world record for her. Yeah. I thought her, four hurdles is insane at the moment. What the heck? It's it's um, nuts, eh? It's it's the event. Holy, in terms like of they had right now. three girls ran under the 2020 world record. Yeah, because he suddenly broke it in 2021. <laughs> but I know, and so. And they had, so the thing is like when you watch Delilah and Sydney race, so Sydney over flat is way quicker, but Delilah's okay. um, hurl technique is really buttery. Right. So then she yeah. wins. And then so Sydney cleans up her hurdling technique by doing 100 uh, hurdle races and all thing. I Suddenly, see. Sydney rips out a sub 52. Amazing, eh? And then she does it again. So and Delilah did it again at uh, World Ch- at Olympics as well. So we had two girls under 52 and then FMK Bowl. Ran 5202. She just that's, jumps in there as well. Ludicrous. Absolute ludicrous. Yeah. And the same with the boys. Just <laughs> Yeah. Two on the 47, right? Oh, yeah. I tell you what, watching that in real life was the coolest shit ever. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to flex on that just right now. Like, it was, <laughs> but honestly, like, it was, especially, so both of them, I remember, I remember watching the um, women's four hurdles and we we're like, a world record has to win. Yeah. Yeah. And no then, question, eh? Yeah, yeah, no yeah, question. Yeah. Like to take out the title, you're gonna to have to break a world record, and and Sydney did. And Delilah was, I don't know, was Delilah under the previous world record? Uh, I think she uh, might have been. From memory, um, I know the the boys were the top two boys. Yeah. Also, imagine running a fifty-one, four hurdles, and not winning. <laughs> <laughs> imagine running a forty-six. Wait, was it forty-six? Uh, yeah, it was stupid. It's faster than yeah. the New Zealand flat record. Oh, both of them are. Yeah, both <laughs> of the world record four hills is faster than the New Zealand flat record. Like, imagine, imagine, oh, imagine running is... a fifty-one something, four hurdles and not winning. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly like Tom Walsh, twenty nineteen Doha yeah. shot put, right? <laughs> Coming third in twenty thirty years, <laughs> and then what? Two other guys do it. That what is like jumping six meters in pole vault and not winning, which has yeah. happened yeah. at European champs. Um, I can't say his name, so I don't want to butcher it. Russian guy, six meters in, um, Did he in the European and... yeah, or six oh five. Oh, like it's just that just shows that the stand of athletics at the moment is just so good. Yeah, yeah, so and it's good cool right that. Now. It's kind of cool that the 100 has taken, well, in the men's, the 100's taken a backseat mm. since bulk. Uh, the women's, like, is mm. fully on fire. Like, Holy, like, second fastest 100 of all time yeah. at the Olympics. Did it again yep. at pre-classic, I think. Like, and Flojo's record is very questionable. <laughs> so it's, it's one yeah. of those definitely yeah. put an asterisk next to that one. So Like the shot put yeah. world record. Yeah. What yeah. previous one before Krause I got? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and definitely the woman's <laughs> one. Like, oh, oh, God, the woman's one. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. You, right. you take one look at Belle Adams and you're like, why is she not the world record holder? She was unbeaten like 60-odd times or whatever. And then, yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway. Oh, wow. So <laughs> also, uh, we, I love these tangents we, we go down. So also at the Aussie Champs, we had uh, Tori Peters, who again didn't have, have the greatest day, but she picked up third with a 52-62. Um, and Quentin Rose, still in action in the walks as well, got third in the 10K race walk. Had heaps of other results, especially under 20s, lots of guys and girls qualifying for the World Under 20 Champs um, uh, in Aussie and lots of wins particularly in the, the field events um, mm. and the, those junior grades. Good power so, results, yeah. Yeah. So before we could have we, a whole podcast on the Aussie Nationals. We could, yeah. We could dive <laughs> so deep into it. and yeah. Three-hour so, movie. <laughs> <laughs> so well done to the team that went, went across there. Let's keep going and just um, teaching the Aussies what's up <laughs> with, yeah, with nice. their own, own Nationals, as long as they don't come here and <laughs> start destroying Oh, shit, they nationals. might. I mean, Close the I don't borders, know if they will. <laughs> Yeah, shut the board. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start it. Only New Zealand residents only. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if they will, because I, I don't. They, I don't know if they reckon that our weather. Like we go over for the weather as well. Um, yeah, Wellington. The they might be like, eh. that. Maybe that's why we put it in Wellington. Just. <laughs> <laughs> to oh. make sure the Aussies don't come out yeah. You know what? By the way, Australia, it'll be 100K an hour wins. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do maybe, it two years in a row. Maybe that's why. Like, if we have a little bit of a wind, like, I think Aussie Nationals and same with Brisbane, there's a bit of wind, and New Zealand's like, right, this ain't my yeah, first radio, yeah, yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you seen the stuff we race in? We're good, fam. Yeah, yeah. It's resilience. We're just giving our athletes resilience training. I know. So good. So the chat that we're going to have today, um, apart from all the other tangents that we've gone down, is who are we going to nominate for Athlete of the Summer? Now, before we get to that, I'll just round off the results from World Indoors, which is a few weeks ago now, but definitely contribute to this discussion. So Tom Walsh picked up bronze, Mr. Mr. Reliable, yeah. uh, picked up a, a bronze for the 22.31. That was the Oceania Indoor record. And we also saw that Ryan Krauser is an actually human. He finished up in second with um, really cool to see the Brazilian get up for that that win, uh, which, is, which is cool. Would have loved to see Tom on the top of the podium, but we'll, we'll take the bronze. And then Hamish Kerr gets cool. the high jump uh, with a New Zealand indoor record, equaling his best with a 2.31. And first global high jump medal ever yeah. in New Zealand athletics history. How good, you know? Like, for ages it's been like, oh, yeah, these guys get medals in the um, shop put. Yeah. You know, every championship. Yeah. Shot Tom. We're, nice pun I've done there. With tomorrow's um, and distance runners and that's Yeah. And, and uh, we've got and jumpers. Now, so amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, which is And, cool. of course, like, he, he shares it with Tim Berry, the, the oh. uh, Olympic um Gold medalist. Yeah. yeah. So it's not special, but oh, good on Hamish. Like it's so cool to see. Uh, it's so so cool to see athletes just like bring it out on the day, you know. Yeah. And like oh, it's so good. And then we're, that's pretty good hit rate. Uh, how many athletes went over six, five? 
five. Yeah, so five. we had Olivia McTaggart in the pole vault. She finished sixth after literally getting a, the call up <laughs> very last minute. And uh, Zoe had an amazing run in the 60 metres, literally the second time she's only ever run 60 metres indoors. She gets the Oceania record, just to add that to her season with a 7.13 um, and finished 11th overall, but just missed out on the final by mm. finishing third behind the gold and silver medalist. So, you know, you can't complain too much about that. Jordy yep. Beamish finished 10th in the 3K. Uh, he looks strong in the heat, but the um, yeah, he, he said in the interview afterwards that he is just a bit tired um, and needs to increase his mileage and his resilience to back-to-back mm. uh, -back races. But overall, team of five going over to Serbia and, um, you know, proving the, the silver fern, doing it proud. Yeah, massive, like, great strike rate, like, good on them. So good. Um, and before we get to this week's chat, we do also have to do a big shout-out to the crew at Whippets, uh, the Whippets Running Project in Auckland put on a really cool, innovative format for a nighttime cross-country race. Uh, it was 5K all lit up with, like, fairy lights and trees. Yeah, all quite that's pretty cool. And so yeah. David, David Lee took that one out um, and Chloe Brown took out the woman. And then just yesterday, the waterfront half was on in Auckland and we had Ben Hamilton coming through in a time of uh, 1-11-11, which is epic. It is <laughs> <laughs> all ones. And uh, Olivia Byrne, so good to see Olivia getting back to fitness. She won in 1-16-35, mm. which is a, a solid time as well. So... That is the news, but the yarn that we're going to dive into is who is the athlete of the summer. So we're going to put some nominations out there, plant some seeds. We're going to take two weeks to come up, come back and draw out the winner. So Alicia, do you want to kick us off with some nominations? Oh, so we've got, of course, Hamish and Tom for their yep. bronze medals at World Champs. We have Geordie Beamish with his killer, we call it summer. It was his winter. <laughs> yeah, it's he, summer, right? He was in like, the Northern Hemisphere season. racing indoors. Yeah, but yeah in, we'll, in our we'll time. Summer. Yeah. yeah, you know, like some amazing racing from him. Yeah. But Rosie Elliott, of course, like bringing out, bringing out the 400-meter strength last minute, you know, taking out the national title with her 52-59 PB, and then, of course, winning what? 100, 200, 400 at our nationals, like winning medals in all three. Yeah, yeah. So um, I looked this up last time. I can't re remember what she, um, what medals she got. Was it two silvers in the one in 200? Um, I think so. I'm drawing a blank. I'll see if I can find it. Um, <laughs> it was quite a little while ago. Like I, it, it was over it a month was a little ago. while ago. My brain doesn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when I'm commentating at these events, like you get to the end of the day and I have no idea what happened. <laughs> like zero. Oh, My brain's like just like a sieve. Yeah. <laughs> like people ask me, oh, what, what height is this? And I have no idea. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm right here. <laughs> like, I am literally right there, but I am busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much <laughs> going on. Eh? And um, yeah, it's only when I sit down and I write up, kind of the top three from each um, each mm. event and then I can be like oh that's right that's what happened and so mm. I can kind of process it at the end of the day but 
by the end of the day, when you've been on the mic for the whole day, your brain's just fuzz. <laughs> there's nothing oh, there. I don't know how you do it, actually. Like, being <laughs> able to talk like that the whole time, like, that's that's a, that's a talent. I'm very grateful. I just sit behind a camera at these yeah. things. Well, I um, make lots of mistakes, so. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I'm pretty sure no one notices. <laughs> um, so Rosie Elliott did win silver for both the 100 and the 200 and then got gold in the 400. And that that's amazing. Like, who does that? Uh, and senior champs over two yeah. day period. It wasn't a three day champ, yeah. which is the other part of this. Um, yes, she didn't have to do rounds in the four hundred. It was a straight final. But Not yet. Sure. Rounds it? and everything else, right? Was it? Yeah. yeah. Rounds was... in the hundred. Rounds in the. T- yeah, there was. So yeah. that's a lot of. That's a lot of legwork. Yeah, that's, that's five, five races over Ugh. two days, you know, within, <laughs> what, 30 hours. So, I wonder she didn't want to talk, like, after. <laughs> I'll be yeah, a bit more understanding out. next time. She's trying to peel herself off the track. Oh, but my yeah, goodness. That, that definitely earns her a, a solid nomination. Um, and then finishing off with, uh, with a great um, win over at Brisbane as well. So that's mm. that adds a bit of bit of spice to her nomination. Um, yeah, and then down from the four hundred to the two hundred, uh, Georgia Hulls has had a great season. Yeah, taking out the Aussie title, you know. Yeah, Good on her twenty three one seven. She's knocking on that door of a sub twenty three. Did you see her latest post that she was going to donate? If she donate money to charity, if she did yes. a break 23 at the Brisbane tra- um, track classic, and then yeah. she got stitched up with a headwind. <laughs> you know? That's brutal. Old Almighty up above was like, ah, oh, I actually can't, you know, get some money for charity. Yeah, you know? I like this let's, idea. Let's, let's... let's stitch you up with a 1.5 <laughs> or something. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, she's yeah. been running consistently um, to low 23s, and I'm sure she'll break, break 23. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely in her. Um, Isabel Neal coming back after second place as a close second at 400 mm. Nationals um, to go third all-time on the New Zealand 400 list, winning Ooh. Aussie Nationals. So misses out on her own national titles. Looks around the world. What other national title? I'll just take that one out instead. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> take that one. Um, so she she's looking really good as well. Part of that great great squad that we've talked about. Um, and okay, pole vault. Let, let's talk about the season that Olivia McTaggart has had. Oh my gosh! So she came in. So before this season, her PB was four fifty five, and then this year she's done a four fifty. In uh, just for Christmas of twelve steps, so that's a shorter run yep. up, which is super exciting. So what's and then, a normal normal runner, or is everyone kind of sixteen? Okay, it's a bit, everyone's a bit different. Some do fourteen, some do sixteen, some do eighteen, um, some do twenty. I think like some of the boys, maybe. Do you um, when you're approaching mm-hmm. on the pole vault? Do you are you actually counting out your strides? Yep. You oh, do. Some some people count every lift. Some, okay. Some countries, I, I think Americans, quite often that's the way they do. They go like six lefts, eight lefts. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, yeah, we 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 do because you start chopping at a point. Okay. Because you can't yeah. just you got to plant at a certain. It's all about timing, obviously. So you plant at a certain time, and then 
you know, you start chopping at a certain time. Um, yeah, so like we count, we do count, but we don't, we don't go one to twelve. We'll be like, uh, so we'll count maybe like four, one to four, yeah, and then another four, and then six. And how? Uh, sorry, this or is another... it changes. Everyone's different, but how, it's how in stages. How fast are you? Are you sprinting? Like, is it a, is it a sprint? Does it feel like a sprint, or is it more like a fast run? It's not meant to. So the key is, the key is of pole vault is relax. If you're relaxed, but yeah. fast. So okay. it's like this absolute shit fest because you go in and if you want to try run faster and you try harder, you actually screw it up. Yeah, you miss. Like the key is it's got to feel fluid. It's got to feel easy. So quite often we'll start off not too fast. Just yeah. like you wind up. It's like long jump. But it's yeah, the yeah. same kind of thing. And you start off and then you you want to build up so you are at your fastest at takeoff. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. So it's just this massive wind up. So you're using the first few to start to get power. And then you are, but then of course you want to chop down because you want to go up, right? Right. So yeah. you want to chop your last steps, make them quicker, and then yeah, take off. It's this whole like the run is probably the most important part of the pole vault. It's this whole art. It's yeah. so, so, so important. But yeah, so you want to be fast, but the key is to be fast, but effortless. Right. Because if you like kill yourself on the runway, you don't have enough energy to do the rest of it. <laughs> get, get to the end of the runway, bent over double. <laughs> yeah. Like, there'll be the... times like in the end of your session and you'll just take off and you're like, oh, I'm, gonna, I, I'm done. Like I don't have energy to actually do the, the rest of it. Like a lot of it's momentum. Yeah. But of course there is yeah. something, you have to do something. Yeah. So it's the key is to be fast but relaxed. And Livy has gotten a lot quicker this year. Oh, right really? now. So that is probably something to do with her, like suddenly her new her new aerospace that she's finding herself in. Yeah. She's got 460 twice and then a 450 and her 465 at national. So that's like really good consistency with her as well. Livy also made a pole switch. Uh cool. kind of I don't you guys might remember, but Livy uh broke a pole uh, last year. Yeah. Um and, and you know, broke her hand. Yeah. yeah. All the works kind of started to come back to try qualify for the Olympics. And in that time she made a change from her. So there's a carbon fiber pole, which is not it's not fully carbon fiber, it's like a mix of fiberglass and carbon fiber. And then there's pure fiberglass. And so okay. she's made a switch from the carbon fiber to fiberglass. Now they're different. So the fiberglass poles are a bit heavier and then they recoil slower i think and right. so okay. yeah like there's a whole new thing and sometimes when the pole is heavier it drops quicker because obviously like, slightly quicker because it's heavier yeah. and then your bend is slightly slower so you can catch it a bit more uh yeah. and so she's made she made that pole change just before uh the qualification period was over but i think that's like maybe something to do with her mm. like her new territory and jumping is like this new pole change because that's the thing of pole there is so much you can change it's so intricate as well so each change is going to do something it yeah. could throw you off it could not and so yeah and livy's livy's got some great potential in her i've seen her jumping at training not to give too much away but it's like <laughs> if you've seen some of her heights that she's been clearing because that's the thing with high jump and pole vault, your biggest jump might not necessarily be the yes. right bar yeah yeah. So sometimes you'll be watching like, God, that guy's like, this attempt was like stupid high. Or you'll like, because we can move the uprights and then high jump yeah, you can yeah. move where you take off. And sometimes the high point isn't over the right spot. Yeah. But 
Keely O'Hagan had a great attempt at 190. It was like I've got images, I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like it was like it was just a it was just a point of like the jump. It's just so intricate and like she had like awesome height on it. So did she just well. take off a bit too uh close to the bar or, or the other I way? Around? I wasn't in the right angle to see why, but I yeah. saw the height of it, like, oh yeah. Like there's so many wow. pictures that I've posted of cool. high jumpers or pole vaulters clearing a bar, but they didn't actually clear that bar. Yeah. Yeah. Secret. <laughs> Like there are so many out there, like they'll come down on it or like, you know, like there's so much yeah, that can happen. So yeah. with high jump polo, there's so much you can change. So I'm really excited to see what Livy brings. And she's got so many com games, a standards I've lost count. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Sure. And yeah. And then her sixth place at world indoors after just being called out. But I'm pretty sure the Monday she messaged me saying, I've got news. She left on the Wednesday Wow. And then competed like a two days later. And then we all know that flights to Europe ruined you. Yeah, that's I don't nuts. understand. I was like, huh? Like <laughs> it's a crazy turnaround. Yeah. Like how can you like which is insane? And then of course, I don't know what the story was, but she didn't have poles, she couldn't get poles on the plane. Oh, true. So yeah. that's right. She had to get poles from Poland. Poles this from is... Poland. <laughs> <laughs> which is just open the plethora of yes. um uh, opportunity uh but yeah and like it's the a things sports living, journalist dream eh? oh i know right the poles are bringing the poles from poland yeah <laughs> oh and but yeah and she kind of got it was super fast kind of getting poles sorted and all that jazz jeremy didn't go either so she had to find someone to coach her over there wow but let me just takes everything in a stride and she was just like eh like nothing to lose why not sixth place at her debut world championship cannot complain pretty epic so good yeah. so we had olivia uh just going to new all-time heights in the pole vault and porsche being of course that we've talked a lot about today in the four hurdles so her new zealand record at nationals was 55 44 uh if she'd gone 0.05 of a second faster that would have been <laughs> a, a, qualifier. a qualifier gosh darn it um <laughs> she's just had an amazing summer as we've talked about uh, also that day it was that day yeah super saturday yeah, uh Tori Peters, uh throwing throwing the jab out to 62 40 new new zealand record national title that's that's pretty up there and that will surely she was one of those um, that's a qualifier as well for comms yeah and yeah. i feel like she was one of those athletes that was a bit gutted slash a bit hard done by last year with um qualification criteria for the olympics but oh, looks yeah. like that will will definitely sort out her season and then she can actually start planning stuff yeah um, oh, i mean that's super saturday Far out. It was yeah. like the whole day was just performance after performance. I mean, it's sitting there with Steve Landau's trying to figure out what pitch is the most important to put. And yeah. I'm like, uh, which one do you want first? And he's like, shit, I don't know, all of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, we had two I national guess. records. We had national records in the para sprints. Um, yeah. As Mitch Joint. Yep. Uh, we had Keely O'Hagan and Imogen Skelton just mm -hmm. doing the best high jump competition I've Spiciest seen in a long jump. time. Yeah. It, it was all the girls that were mm. pulling out amazing racing um, and performances. It was, yeah, that, that Saturday was just so, so good. So good. Um, 
Also, we have another nomination, Laura Nagel, with she she just picked up every national national title that was essentially available to her. I'm sure if she <laughs> she entered another event, she might have been able to find some eke out some maybe a four by four title or something like that. But she oh, yeah. won the the 1500 title, the 3000 meter title, 5000 meter title, and the mile title. She's P being at age 30 after coming Loves back from it. injury was uh, sort of 12 months ago and. I'm so excited with with Laura because she's, you know, I talked to um, a radio station earlier in the year and they were kind of saying, you know, could Laura be be the next Nikki Hamblin and progress into that world level? And at the time I was like, oh, you know, she's she's still sort of 15 to 20 seconds away from that, that kind of level, but she's probably taken 10 seconds out of that 20 seconds mm. that um that I sort of put out there so she's proving me wrong already and she's got her eyes set on on uh Paris and nice. look the trage- trajectory she's going the squad that she's got around here coaching she's got with Paul Hamblin like yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if she can line up probably a 5k yeah uh, to be honest um yeah, I, I just think 1,500 in your 30s is, it's hard to eke out. Like, she'll need another 10 seconds off that 414. Yeah, so, hey, though, the yeah. 1,500 speed, though, that's got to help her. Yeah, yeah. Up for the 5K, like, good on her for doing such a big range of racing. So good. Because that's all yeah. going to help. Depends on how the race is going, you know, like, that 1,500-minute speed that she's kind of, she's got. She's also run a decent eight. Yes. I don't know yeah. the time, but she did like a time trial, uh, organized that for with Bays Babes and yeah. others. Yeah. Um, did like a super fast 800. So whew. she's got yeah. range. She does. Uh, we mentioned Keely O'Hagan with that 188 claiming the national title. That If you haven't seen that net, that high jump competition, I think it was late Saturday morning. So Feel yeah. free to go back onto YouTube and uh, session day three, session one. Yeah. Um, that competition 11. was just so, so good because oh. Imogen Skelton took the lead after being behind the eight ball um, and Keeley needed to jump 188 to win it on her third attempt, which was going to be like a five centimetre PB. She just sneaks over the bar and the... The whole place, all fifty spectators that were allowed Erupted. in there, yeah, it just went crazy. It was, it was so good, such a good competition. Com Games B as well, which yeah. is so good to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, other nominations, and we're just going to group all these throwers, these hammer throwers, into one nomination. This is the the female hammer throwing contingent of Kiwis. So we've got three seventy meter plus. Uh, throwers this year. So Nicole Bradley opened up with her first ever 70 metre throw um, after how long in the sport, like a decade, uh, Mm. plugging away, finally cracks that 70 metre barrier. Lauren Bruce claims her first national title right up towards her uh, best ever, lifetime best ever, uh, pretty close to it. And then Julia uh, Ratcliffe opened up her season with a really solid performance at night of fives. Um, What did she throw? I wrote it down somewhere, 70.71. So that's just a couple of metres back from her best. So first event up, that's pretty impressive. So those three girls, um, 
could be heading off to Com Games yeah. World Champs all together. How good. Charlie's Angels of Hammer Throw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've talked about this a bit, but if the three of them go, we need to have that entrance into the stadium yes. where they come out, the dry ice, the music. Fireworks. Yes. And <laughs> All in black. Swinging their hammers around. That, that could get really dangerous. <laughs> oh, we... It's so good to see, like, filling out your quota. Yeah. It's, so, it's always so good to see that on, like, the world stage. So, yeah. What other country, aside from, I don't know, America and uh, Russia, would send three hammer throwers to, to a world champs? Oh. Like, would anyone have that sort of depth in, in their country? Surely America would, right? America, I think America fills yeah. the three every yeah. single event. So America, and the other thing is for world champs. So at Worlds, if you win the events, you get a wild card and you don't count in your country's quota. I know that was the case for Doha. I'm assuming that's the case for Oregon. And so yeah. if an American wins that event, then they get an, an extra spot up their sleeve. Right. So for example, so in Doha, yeah, so you can send four because I mean, being American sucks. You've got yeah. one event <laughs> and you have to get top three. Otherwise you ain't going. That's like, Kendra Harrison in um, 2016, she has a uh, world record for 100 hurdles. She didn't go to the Olympics with 100 hurdles wow. because of their trials. Like, it's the most ruthless thing ever. But so how else do you do start in your own national yeah. Olympic trials and you're gone. Yeah, exactly. Like, But ha- there's no other way they can really do it because they've got yeah, so how, much debt. They have so many people. Exactly. So if you've got, like, in the pole vault, for example, uh, Sam Kendrick's won London, which means – he got, there was another spot opened up for yeah. um, Doha. So you could have four athletes. It's the same as the steeplechase, Emma Coburn won. So you could have, yeah. So you, it's the thing. If an American wins an event, that means the next time they go, they're going to have four people. Wow. That's just how that's, much depth they've got. But apart from America cool. uh, and the throws, like I know, like I mean, the sprints, Jamaica always fills up. Yeah. 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 Oh, maybe someone can. Maybe someone can tell us. Yeah, someone who's really good so, on throws. Someone throw, let us from know. The throws community. Oh, what uh, other country Jablin, would have Germany. three? Okay, yeah, the the Javelin uh, country. There's like four boys. Wow. I don't know if they're still throwing actually, but yeah, like I remember. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Someone tell us. That's cool. <laughs> so that is the the hammer throws. Um. One more definite nomination is Zoe Hobbs, who's... Oh, yes. I, we've lost track of how many times she's broken the New Zealand record. After she equaled it, <laughs> she equaled it, what, two or three times, eh? And I was like, come on, what do you have to oh. do to <laughs> claim this national title and this national it's record like, outright? If she lines up, you just go, is it a legal wins? Yes, okay. Get yeah. the paperwork out. Yeah. <laughs> New national record, here we go. But most of the time it's not a legal win. But she's yep. just been consistently under mm. that previous New Zealand record this season. It's it's like she's gone from a consistent mid-11s to a consistent low-11s. And that shows her class. Like she looked very at home coming close third in her semifinal at World Indoors in the 60 metres and like winning a Oceania 
record and 11.15. Can she go under 11? Like, ah, it's, it's well, so at good. nationals, you know, like that win was like, what, 2.1, 2.2, like something yeah. tiny. And she ran 11.07, is it? I'll something like something. Was, I think it was 1107. It, it was so was, fast. Yeah, so 2.7. I, was, I, retained. Win. I don't know how I remember that. <laughs> um, 1107. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I think there's a saying if you can run under, if you can run that quick with win aided, you've got the leg speed, you can definitely do it with a 1.9. Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. And that just shows the potential she's got. I mean, she would have been frustrated, like, God, because that's so close. Like, you're still in the twos. Yeah. That is so close to being legal. But then also heading over and doing indoors. First, you know, she's only done two indoor races, that one she did before World Indoors and World Indoors. But that's not even her race. That's like a 60% of her actual race. Like, yeah. that's so different. It's, it's, it's wild. a completely different ball game. Like, huh. So it shows her she's got the power there as well. So that's yeah, very exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so exciting. So, yeah, well done, Zoe, for... A, for getting that national record, but then just not being happy to settle there. Like, I think that's been mm. the cool thing this season. I, yeah. If I was, like, I'm the fastest Kiwi ever, I would just, right, job done. <laughs> time to, time yeah. to step down. Because, like, any room you walk into and people are like, this is the fastest Kiwi that's ever lived. <laughs> yeah. How cool what is that title? title? It's um, so good. And, and the fact that she's pushed on and, and yeah, keeps keeps getting better and still hungry for more is so cool. So other notables that we can add to these nominations. So this is quite a list. So Eddie uh, in the 100 and, and 200 as well, picking up the national title in both. James Preston, uh, he's just edging, edging ahead of Brad Mathis this season, uh, but he's been looking really, really strong in the 800. And I wouldn't be surprised if he can head overseas this this coming Northern mm. Hemisphere summer, if he can get really um, down into the 145 lows, maybe even lower. Julian Oakley had a really good summer uh, picking up a mile national title, 3K national title. Yeah. I think and that then was second his... and the 15, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so until, yeah, until Sam Tanner came along, he was he was the man to beat all summer long. Uh, James Harding has been amazing in the eight hundred. Uh, he'll he'll be going in the world under twenties. Mm. Uh, Holly Manning has come back from the states and just looked electric in the eight hundred and been setting PBs. Um, and then Madison Weshi comes out national champs after her, was it sixth place at the Olympics? Yeah. Um, and now she's throwing 19, the 10. shot out beyond 19 metres at national champs. So big PB for her and um, really cool to see her filling those big old shoes of Val yeah. Adams. Um, and, yeah, Ollie Chignall had an amazing finish in the the. 5,000 metres at night of fives and looks like his trajectory of his season's going really well. Medaled in yeah. the uh, 1,500 as well, which shows that that speed's there. So it'll mm. be interesting to see how, how he goes. So that's that's our nominations. Now, how are we going to judge this? How are we going to award Athlete of oh. the Summer, Alicia? What sort of criteria do you think we need to think I, about? I far out. Like, that's a list. 
I don't even know. And then, and if we've forgotten anyone, please, people, comments, send a message. However, we're going to do that. So let us know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a list. That's quite a list. So I think, I think there's performances. So, mm-hmm. i.e., records, wins, national titles, that kind of thing, uh, medals at, at national events. There's also X Factor, like how they've won. And I think that's, partly why Geordie Beamish is, is in there. Like mm. the wins he's had have been so dramatic come from behind oh, yeah. to old, crush old some. Beamish kick. Yeah, the, the old Beamish that kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that X factor. But then I think there's the other side of it is what they bring to the community. What what else, what's the effect that they have of on the athletes around them? Um, you know, you can talk about someone like Val her impact mm. is not just her events, but the fact that she has almost single-handedly birthed a um, a throwing community here in yeah. New Zealand. Um, yeah, you, her and Tom, know. like, yeah. they've just paved this way for throwers in New Zealand. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, the throwing community is so cool. Like, you yeah. can see why we just produce athletes, you know? Yeah. So I think that um, they all mm. need to be considered. So let's spend two weeks over the next <laughs> fortnight. We'll come Plotting. back and hand out the athlete of the summer. We've all already handed out squad of the summer. That goes to Team yeah. Body. So well done, you guys. And uh, we will be back in two weeks to decide who the athlete of the summer is. So thanks for tuning in, everyone, to episode number one. We're in the the beginnings of a seven-week or seven-episode series in the lead-up to the World Champs. And we will catch you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so see you later. Thank you very much. Please feel free to like and subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening on. Yeah, and, and do share this with your friends as well because that, that helps us just get the word out. Um, and, yeah, like Alicia said, hit that um, subscribe button and chuck us some five stars. If you've made it this far into the podcast, <laughs> please do this that. This is our ramble. <laughs> <laughs> the yards. It's a, it's a background. People are just sitting there eating lunch, cooking, and just yeah. having us as their, as their company. As their you background know? noise. It might yeah. be a good isolation podcast if you... <laughs> If that's still a thing. Is that still a thing? I anyway. think so. Yes, oh. it is. Yeah. I should know these things, actually. I've, I've successfully avoided Kovacudis living in Tamaki, my COVID. I, I've Touch avoided wood. it as well. I'm like, is this thing real? Uh, the number of rat tests I've done, and I'm like, surely. I'm, I've definitely got it this time. Are and we then, just no. like, or like, we're just repelling everything, including COVID? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back with the Zoom Zoom show in a couple of weeks. Tell your friends about it, and we will catch you in a fortnight's time. See you later. Ciao.